it's June and the moon is almost full and between this full moon in sidereal Scorpio and everything we have going on with Mars and Venus in Cancer, Rahu and Jupiter doing their thing in Aries, all of which I covered on the monthly Outlook episode, there is a lot of emotional intensity going on astrologically right now. And so the topic of today's episode will, of course, be your yoga practices and journal prompts to uh, work with that energy, that emotional intensity in a way that hopefully feels productive and serves your life in a positive way. So before we get into all the astrological details and then your yoga practices and journal prompts at the end, first I would like to extend you a warm welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook, a Vedic sidereal astrologer, which is why I said it's full moon in sidereal Scorpio. Um, I think we have this weird thing that happens every once in a while um, going on right now, potentially. I don't actually keep up with Western astrology that much, but I think they're on the same track as us for like briefly that happens every once in a while and then um, we'll get off track again. So if it gets confusing for those of you that might be new to Vedic astrology, um, it can be really confusing out there in the wild west of the internet land, social media, um, to know what's what's what. But anyway, uh, in a nutshell, Vedic astrology uses the sidereal zodiac, which means it's like more accurate to astronomy, to what's actually happening. If you were to look through a telescope or use one of those apps, um, they can tell you where, where planets actually are in signs. Um, but it's still, actually Scorpio is one sign, the sign where it's like, if it's going to be off, it's going to be in the sign of Scorpio. And that's because of Ophiuchus. And if you want to nerd out about that, I have a podcast episode on the science of light. It's actually also like pinned on my Instagram profile. If you want to like see more about that, I won't bore you too much for those of you that have heard. It's actually kind of fun to revisit that, um, the sort of like astronomy behind Vedic astrology and what the overlap is, what the differences are. Um, it's important to help shape our understanding, which is the whole point of astrology, right? But I digress. Shape our understanding of the world that we're living in because this shit is crazy, y'all. I'm just, yeah, it, it like <laughs> existence is just wild. And astrology, at least to me, feels like this grounding place of like trying to give language and validation to like what we're all going through on a consistent basis. So anyway, a lot of emotional intensity this week, especially out of this month from like last Saturday, the Saturday, the 27th of May until um, this one, which is when the full moon is. So we're going to talk about all of that in this episode. I don't really have any housekeeping announcements for you. So let's get right into it. This full moon is happening on Saturday, June 3rd. 2023 at 11:41 p.m. Eastern Time. So, what's important to know about that piece of information is that the peak of the full moon is happening over Saturday night this week, depending on your time zone. It could be, you know, in the wee hours of Sunday morning or late Saturday, but the moon will be in its full phase over the weekend, basically. Um, probably Friday it will move into its full phase and it'll be in its full phase until maybe late Sunday night, Monday morning. Also, there's some important things to know about the moon in Scorpio. So this full moon is peaking at 19 degrees of Scorpio in the nakshatra of Jyeshta. And of course, we're going to talk about what that means 
um, the sort of archetypes and symbology that goes into Giesta and the sign of Scorpio um, and how that influences the energy, how to like sort of work with that on an archetypal level in your life. That's the yoga practices and journal prompts that we'll get to at the end. But importantly, the last Scorpio is a water sign often mistaken for a fire sign because it has this intense quality to it. Like if I could sum up Scorpio in one word, it would be intensity. Um, and that's like the main energy of Scorpio. And the last few degrees, because it's also, it's ruled by Mars. I don't know if I said that out loud or just in my brain, but, um, so, so that's where it gets the fiery quality. Scorpio is a water sign. So, Water on an arch like the element of water on an archetypal level has to do with like our emotions and um, sort of like a feminine sense of flow, uh, wa the water element. So, so we can dive more deeply into that. But it Scorpio is a water sign, importantly ruled by a fiery planet, and in Vedic astrology, actually in any astrology, the the signs go in order of um, starting with fire is the first one. So it's like with the, the elements start over at fire, fire, earth, air, water, right? And so, and so they go in that order three times to make the 12 signs. And so Sagittarius is a fire sign. It's the last fire sign, um, in the Zodiac. And so, the elements of fire and water are considered incompatible, right? Um, in a way that, like, you know, fire and water are incompatible. They can't really, like, exist uh, together. And so anytime a planet, including the moon, moves from a water sign to a fire sign, so this happens, for the moon it happens three times a month because the moon moves through all 12 signs in about 28 to 29 days. So... Um, in a month, we have uh, three times the moon will go Gandanta. That's what I'm getting to is that the moon will be Gandanta shortly after the peak of the full moon. So while the moon is moving from Scorpio to um, Sagittarius, it will be going Gandanta. And that's important to our interpretation of like how to work with this energy because a full moon in general is a time of releasing, like breaking patterns, um, shedding, because if you think about it archetypally, the energy is like at its peak at the full moon, and then the moon moves into its waning phase. And the waning phase of the moon in Vedic astrology is considered malefic. So the moon is considered a good planet, basically, like it gives good results in the waxing phase from the new moon to the full moon. Um, and then it's more cha a more challenging energy in the waning phase from the full moon until the new moon. So that's one factor that plays into the shedding of this point in the lunar cycle we find ourselves in. Um, and that's just true for all new and full moons. Um, but the, this one particularly, the, while the moon is in its full phase, it will be moving through its Gandanta zone, which means, um, Gandanta is like a spiritual knot. That's what it's called, right? It's like, and so it's like the knot at the end of a rope. And if you're like sliding down to the end of the rope and you're just holding on by the knot, you can either keep holding by the knot or if the knot releases, then you let go. And that's considered like breaking of spiritual patterns. So if you think about like a knot and a rope, a spiritual knot, 
Are there patterns that you've been holding on, clinging very tightly to, um, and things that you could let go of, you could soften around to break patterns. So that just deepens the archetype of this particular full moon to be around breaking patterns. And then we add on top of that, that the sign of Scorpio is all about transformation and um, sort of like getting into the deep emotions of of our psyche and um, working through those emotions for the point of transformation. So that's in a nutshell, that's what this full moon is all about is basically working through your more challenging emotions so that you can transform into the way of being that is going to like feel better more of the time, right? Serve your, your growth towards your higher potential and that kind of stuff. Um, but that requires getting into the sort of taboo subjects, the, the places that we don't want to go within our beings. Um, Scorpio, the sign of Scorpio has a deep connection to that. So let's talk about a few more things related to the sign of Scorpio. First of all, moon in Scorpio is considered debilitated. And so I know I have some moon in Scorpio folks listening to this, and I don't think your moon's are that bad. Okay. So, um, I just have to say that like, it's, it's one of those things that's scary. And I get people coming to me like, Oh, my moon is debilitated. Like, what does that mean? And so some of the people I know with moon and Scorpio actually, so like my son has this placement, my three-year-old, and I know like toddlers are kind of intense anyway, but just even with how little my kids are, I'm like, there is a way more like intensity going on emotionally with my three-year-old than with my one-year-old, and that's been true for like his entire life. And so there is that quality of moon and Scorpio. So this is of people with the placement, but this full moon is in Scorpio. So um, this is where we get the the qualities from is observing basically people with that placement or times that placement has happened and what the qualities were. Um, that's how we arrive at knowing what it means. And um, so there is a, a sort of emotional intensity quality, but that doesn't have to be a bad thing. I think we get the debilitated thing because intense emotions is not really like celebrated in, in any culture, honestly, like, um, it's better when you're existing around, uh, maybe a large group of people or other people to have not intense emotions, which could be one of two things. It could, to, to not have intense emotions could either be, um, stuffing and numbing and that's why the, the emotions don't come out in an intense way because we stuff or numb those emotions or, which is what I'm going to encourage at this full moon to try to work with this, is to have such a deep connection with the emotions that we're able to regulate ourselves. So we're going to talk about nervous system regulation and emotional regulation as it relates to this full moon, if that makes sense. So basically... The difference between um, having emotional regulation because you're um, stuffing them and numbing them and, and appearing emotionally regulated versus um, actually being emotionally regulated and being able to reach those states, like I was saying, the states that we're striving for is like feeling better more of the time, that equanimity, right? Um, feeling okay, even in the face of intensity, that's kind of what this full moon is all about and exploring that inner landscape of ourselves and how we relate to intense situations that might provoke 
intense emotions. And that's because of um, all these properties of like Scorpio, the moon representing the mind and emotions being debilitated in Scorpio. And that's sort of why, right? Um, and um, because a full moon is all about like releasing patterns. And then this moon particularly is Gandanta. So it might be an even deeper time for releasing patterns. So just that was a quick recap. So I hope you're like still with me as we move into talking about the nakshatra specifically of Jyeshta because that will help inform our interpretation of this full moon. And so Jyeshta is uh, completely within Scorpio. And so it's actually, I don't always bring up what stars make up a nakshatra. So that's a another term you might hear for um, nakshatra. Lunar mansion is one way to describe it. A nakshatra is a lunar mansion because they more specifically apply to the moon than anything else. And there's like mythology to back that up. Um, but also you might hear it called a birth star because we would look the the things that nakshatras have the most impact on. Like, yes, we can look at planets in nakshatras. Um, and that's helpful to a degree as long as we're not getting in the weeds, but the most important things nakshatras are used for is your moon sign and any given day where the moon is is matters the nakshatras matter for that but then also your ascendant nakshatra matters that's your birth star is your ascendant nakshatra so anyway i don't always talk about what it's usually like one to four or five stars make up a nakshatra like out of a constellation if that makes sense and i don't always bring it up because it doesn't always like probably won't land in a way that feels meaningful. But this one um, is uh, the star Antares. Antares, I don't know. Maybe I'm saying that wrong. Antares, whatever. Um, so it's a Latin, I think, word for not Mars. And that's what the star. And this star is bigger than our solar system's sun. And so it looks red. And it's right at the heart of Scorpio, of the scorpion. It's like basically this red heart of the the scorpion constellation that makes up scorpio and so i bring that up it feels more important than sometimes other the when it's like five beta gamma one three set or you know like something i'm like nobody knows what that is i don't know what that is um so i don't bring those ones up but this one um uh is right at the heart of the scorpion and the name of it means not mars because it looks like mars and scorpio is ruled by Mars. So, um, this, this incorporates the quality of the scorpion archetype even more. So we're going to talk about that in a moment, but the, um, symbol for this nakshatra is actually not a scorpion. It's a, um, an earring or a disc like Vishnu's disc, which, uh, basically has connections to, protection and um intellectual ability so what it makes me think of even though this isn't like technically a vedic astrology thing but um like the evil eye you think like like that's what i picture when i think of jyeshta and so because like the disc disc of protection and jyeshta has connections to the eyes because a couple of reasons because the ruling deity of Jyeshta is Indra, who is the, like, sort of, like, king of the gods or the god of the gods, right? Um, and so 
Indra like kind of oversees everything, right? And the um, translation of Gheshta means eldest. So there's this connection to like be seniority, being the overseer, being the most mature, kind of like watching over everybody, right? And also scorpions are nocturnal. And so this nakshatra is represented by like the heart of the scorpion. And so scorpions are nocturnal. Um, and they have like basically like photoreceptors all over their entire body so they can like see better at night. And I'm probably like butchering this, but um, like the, the scientific explanation, but I'm not like a, a biologist or anything. But, um, you know, being an astrologer will make you like an armchair historian, an armchair uh, economist. And anyway, um, I'm not an armchair biologist by any means, but so I'm probably butchering that explanation. But the point is that scorpions can like see well through their entire body. So then also related to this, there's connections to maybe like the third eye and the relations to like your, um, your emotional state and how that affects your intuition, because it does, because intuition, I actually did, I think, an episode on the science of light a long time ago about this. Like, is it my intuition or a trauma response? Because, um, yeah, because it could be one or the other. And sometimes we mistake trauma responses for our intuition. And that just ties in really well to this like emotional intensity piece that I was going to bring up. So just to tie all that together to make sure you're following before I move into the yoga practices and journal prompts, Related to the archetypes of Scorpio, which is a scorpion, um, ruled by Mars, water sign. So there's this like emotional intensity quality, like deep psyche uh, intensity quality to the archetype of Scorpio. There's some similar qualities to the archetypes of Gheshta, of the Nakshatra, um, and the moon is considered debilitated in Scorpio, but I hope, I hope I conveyed well why I don't think you should be scared of a debilitated moon. I think, I don't think we should be scared of any debilitated planets, honestly. Um, it's just another quality to be aware of, basically. Um, I have opinions about that and now is not the time. Um, but I hope I conveyed it at least for the moon being debilitated in Scorpio because that's what's pertinent right now. And moving through its Gandanta zone, the moon, uh, from between the last like three degrees of Scorpio, three degrees and 20 minutes, if you want to get technical, and the first three degrees and 20 minutes. And that's another thing where there's like debate. Like some people say just three degrees. Some people say like the last degree to the first degree. It's not that serious. Like, especially with the moon, this is going to be happening within a matter of like hours. It's like really probably not that serious to get it down to the minute. At least that's the way I approach it. Um, like what does it really matter to the way that your life plays out in real life? As long as you're working with this at some point over this weekend, it's going to be fine. Basically there's a chance to release patterns of behavior specifically that are driven by tougher emotions. And the way to release these patterns of behavior that aren't serving you is to get to the emotions and like I started out saying, um, discover, are these emotions driving your behavior because you haven't been dealing with them? You've been suppressing them. Um, and believe me, I've done my share of that in my life. Like 
I'm not here to judge you. I still do it in various ways sometimes. And that's why we have these beautiful, you know, moons to follow to pay attention to that with an intentional eye. Like in what ways am I, um, hiding from an emotion that I don't really want to experience and how does that play out in my behavior? And that's sort of what we'll explore with the, with the journal prompts. So this, this full moon is a good time to explore what emotions you may be um, suppressing or not dealing with. And it's a good time to kind of like work through that. So actually this feels like a good time before I get into the yoga props. I said I would discuss like that, that nervous system regulation and emotional regulation. So emotional regulation and what I mean by that is like the ability to express your emotions in healthy ways. Like we don't want to just like fly off the handle at people uh, because we had maybe a valid emotion, right? Like we want to be able to express that. Like the emotion might be valid. This is my parenting philosophy and it applies to adults too. Like uh, I, I need this reminder as well is that any feeling is okay, but any behavior is not. Like we can't just fly off at the handle of people because even if they like did something that provoked an emotion within us, doesn't mean we can like sulk or like give them the silent treatment or like fly off the handle that you know what I mean I hope that makes sense that um emotional regulation is the ability to like explore those emotions and hold space for them and get our needs met around whatever emotions are coming up or like um feel a sense of okayness so that we can move through life in a regulated way and that requires nervous system regulation and so these two are like intimate, re intimately related, but that has to do with, I mean, that's like at the heart of everything I do, at least with trauma-informed yoga is the whole point is to work through like what, what situations, what emotions come from situations and what emotions, when those emotions come up that make you want to be dysregulated or do something out of character or do a behavior that's maybe not acceptable, Right. Um, including things like numbing out on social media. It might not be a behavior like uh, that involves somebody else. It might not be a behavior that's like you fly off the handle or like what the things I mentioned before. It might be a behavior that's like a negative coping mechanism within yourself. Like, um, for example, numbing out on social media or um, using substances or um, just not feeling like taking care of yourself. Like that's another thing that could be coming from, and this isn't meant to be diagnostic. Maybe I should give my little legal disclaimers out there that the, the role of yoga and astrology in this situation is to help provide awareness, provide self-awareness. And sometimes you might run up against something in your awareness through that exploration from yoga and astrology that you need the help of somebody else to sort through like a therapist or whatever I'm all for it you know these are your time in therapy might be more productive by having the self-awareness that comes from yoga and astrology study and you might be fine working through this stuff on your own but if you're not that's where therapy is is great that's the sort of role of the two um, things together so with that out of the way this full moon is a good time to explore basically what um, behaviors are preventing you from reaching like 
what you're striving for. Because I meant to mention this with the nakshatra properties that Jyeshta also has this like achievement quality to it. And um, because of like that being the eldest and, and ruled by Indra, there's this like um, sort of like rising to the top, like reaching accomplishments. But um, especially people that have this nakshatra either for their moon or ascendant, there's this uh, sort of like connection to needing to work through your own inner conflicts to um, be responsible in that position of power of being the eldest or being in charge, whatever, right? Um, and to use that power for the good, like defending underprivileged and stuff. So there's this like quality as well that with this full moon, it's like, what are you aiming for in life? And how does that like serve the greater good? And why are you like the person that needs to be the leader there? right? And what behaviors and what emotions are like, like what emotions that you haven't worked through are keeping you engaging in those behaviors that are preventing you from reaching what you're focusing on. That's the energy of this full moon in a sentence. I hope um, everything that led up to that helped uh, bring an understanding around that. So with that said, um, in a nutshell, this full moon is a powerful time to break emotional patterns by feeling them and practicing that nervous system regulation, that noticing what sensations are coming up when you feel that emotion and can you use the tools of yoga like um, deep breathing, slowing your breath to slow your nervous system, to regulate yourself, to regulate your nervous system so that you can regulate your behavior by feeling that emotion like when you feel the emotion and like kind of sort through it in that way it's it's easier to regulate our behavior and engage in or not engage in the behaviors that needs to happen right if that makes sense so with that in mind the yoga practices for this um full moon are one is eye movements and and sort of continuing on face yoga so we just had a new moon in taurus and i was talking about face yoga for that one and it was like super indicated um, but another one is like eye movements so you could do it with your eyes closed just moving your eyes like all the way around in their sockets you can go left to right up and down um, and do that working with your gaze um, in a physical sense and then also in your perhaps asana practice working specifically with drishti with that focused gaze and um, you could also work with meditation so a couple meditation techniques we want to work on dharana the focused attention that like or so like single pointed focus can you work with single pointed focus and that's also going to be valid for like the rest of june as i discussed on the monthly outlook episode um and tratak which is like gazing so you could do like candle gazing meditation or um so all of that for the point of honing your focus like with the qualities of Jyeshta and then with the qualities of Scorpio is like second chakra stuff because of the emotions. And so in an asana sense, that's like hip movements, hip opening, um, moving the pelvis through its range of motion, that kind of stuff, and creating a sense of flowing movements in your asana practice. So maybe flowing in and out between, like one of my favorites is child's pose to upward dog and back, like that's a good flowing movement. And especially you could add sort of the dancing lion thing in there, like moving your hips around in circles or creating a more intuitive movement would be really beneficial for this full moon. So then 
the journal prompts, these are sort of like, sometimes I just have like a question or two and sometimes like one of these journal prompts looks like a paragraph on my notes. So there's like context. So first journal prompt, there's only two, but one of them has context. So the first one is what ways do you or could you use your personal power to for the greater good, like to defend the underprivileged or something, which is also timely because this is the beginning of Pride Month, just saying. Should have said that or brought that up earlier in the episode, but here we are. Like, how are you using your personal power to, um, for, for the greater good and especially a greater good that is like relevant to why you should be the one like leading that charge. Um, and what inner conflicts do you face related to power and how could you sort through them? That's a big question. Um, and so second question is, to reflect on any recurring emotional patterns or attachments that you would like to release or transformed. And so first sort of question related to that is how have these patterns influenced your relationships? Speaking of emotional patterns, right? Or behavioral patterns. How have these patterns influenced your relationships, your decision-making or your overall well-being? And what steps can you take to break free from those patterns and embrace this sort of emotional transformation by instead of numbing or stuffing, whatever that experience is, to really get in there and feel it and learn how to regulate in the face of it. Um, so yeah, it's a, it, it's a good practice to write down what's coming up and then action steps like what are you going to do? Are you going to do more yoga? Are you going to start therapy? Like, I don't know. Um, I'm here if you have questions about how to work with this stuff. So yeah, happy full moon, happy June. Remember that the overall theme of this new moon or full moon, sorry, is uh, breaking emotional patterns that impact our behavior in less than ideal ways by feeling them, sorting through that emotional and nervous system regulation so that we can change our behavioral patterns to serve us more. So with that, all that said, please remember to keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars, and stay in the light. Until next time, friends, take care.